As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast here on Friday, September 3rd, the last Friday before the 2021 NFL season kicks off. Michael Beller here with you as we are getting ready to talk some more gambling on today's episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined as always by Zach Jackson. Zach, what's going on? How we doing? Good to be here. Let's uh, let's talk some team futures. Vic Tafer down there as well. What's going on, Vic? Not much, man. Fired up. Fired up and ready to go. You guys got some games to cover next week, some games that actually matter. I guess uh, it's a little, maybe a little trite to say that the preseason doesn't matter or a little callous to say it doesn't matter because it does matter to uh, to a lot of people. But uh, now we've got the games that count in the standings. Let's say it like that coming up this week or next week, and we're getting very, very excited for that. If you missed last week's episode, our first gambling episode of the season, we talked about player futures. You can go back and hear that and hear who we think uh, is going to be a good MVP bet, who's going to lead the league in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, other player props. We talked all about that today, you guys. It is about the teams. We're going to talk Super Bowl picks, division picks, uh, win total over-unders, teams that we think are going to make the playoffs, throw a few maybe off-the-beaten-path bets in there as well. And, guys, I see no reason to start small. Let's just let's just go right to the top here. Let's go to our favorite Super Bowl bets of the season. Of course, all of these coming to, use, to us, excuse me, courtesy of our betting partners at BetMGM. Zach, why don't you take this one away first? The Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 450. The defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check in at plus 700. Then we got the Bills at plus 1100, Rams at plus 1200, Ravens, at Packers, and 49ers at plus 1400. Who do you like here, Zach? Well, first, I'd say you have me on last week. It's my first show. I picked J.K. Dobbins to lead the league in rushing, <laughs> and he suffers a season ending injury. So proceed with caution. Um, <laughs> I think the Kansas City Chiefs, with an offensive line, which they didn't have by the end of last year, are the overwhelming favorite. Unfortunately, they're priced accordingly. I'm not sure I want to make a Super Bowl bet in September at only plus 450, but that's the one that jumps off the page. Um, In keeping with the consistent theme, I I think one of the good values and fairly priced to the Packers at 14-1, to the Aaron Rodgers Revenge Tour, a team that hosted the NFC Championship game last year, there's no reason to me they can't do that again. 
Um, and, and the one team I like, uh, to, you know, I'm, you're going to hear this throughout the podcast and maybe throughout the season if I'm right, is the Chargers. But only 30 to 1 on, on the Super Bowl price, I, I probably would want more than that for actual action. So in picking one, uh, the Packers at 14 to 1 seems fair to me. It's definitely one of those nice middle-of-the-road values, and that's where I'm going to find my favorite selection as well. Uh, Vic, when you're looking at this Super Bowl board, who comes out of you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Zach. I think uh, like, look at the second through like fifth or sixth best teams. didn't really excite me too much, so I went with the Chiefs. I do agree 450 is not a great price, but I think they're clearly the best team. I know the Bucks won last year, and they brought everybody back, but a lot went right last year for the Bucks. I can't imagine that all goes right again this year, so... Um, as far as my non-Chiefs pick, I mean, if I don't want to only get 450 of my money, is I'm going with the 49ers plus 1400. I think they have a pretty good squad. I keep hearing that Nick Bosa is better than ever. Uh, the two quarterbacks I think should be fine. They both are going to play. I think they're running the ball all day long. I think they have mm-hmm. a great running attack. I think that could be a, a key for them this year, just in terms of not only winning games, but covering the number a lot this year. So one of my favorite teams this year, and therefore I'm going to go with them at 14 to one. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, if there were some more clarity, I mean, I think it's not, I think we know it's going to be Jimmy G at the start of the season. Does that make you feel better? Would you feel better if it were Lance? Does it not have much of an effect on the way you look at this team? What are you thinking about that QB situation? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I think think both guys are going to play. I think Jimmy G's better than most people think he is. I think it was a bold move to get Trey Lance. I figured you had to take your shot when you can get it. I I agree with that. I mean, it's probably a rare quarterback class this past year. So if you can get Mm -hmm. a guy... Secure your future. Might as well do that. I think he's shown some flashes already. You definitely, uh, you can see why everyone's so excited about him. So I think both guys will play. But uh, for me, uh, the basis of, of uh, why I like him so much is based on the running game plus the defense. I think defense is going to be pretty damn good. So uh, I'm not worried about the quarterback uh, controversy. You have to imagine that that team stays a whole lot healthier this year than it did last year. One of the worst injury luck teams in the NFL in 2020 was the San Francisco 49ers. For me, you guys, I'm going to the Bills. Um, you know, it's it's sort of playing off the same thing as the Chiefs, where they deserve to be considered one of the favorites, but you're not necessarily paying that huge favorite at favorite price at plus 1100. And I do think that there's something more in this team. There's a, a step forward they can make this year. And you go back to the AFC Champions game a year ago. The Chiefs really did handle that game, uh, a game that never really felt like it was in any sort of doubt. You have to go back, I think, the week before that against the Browns when Patrick Mahomes had to leave with the injury to find the game that in the AFC side of the bracket that felt like the Chiefs were most challenged uh, and didn't really come to fruition for the Bills in the AFC championship game. But uh, first situation for them under those sorts of lights, the Chiefs obviously have been tested in those situations. And I think that all the continuity that the Bills have on the offensive side of the ball, we could see that be an even more explosive group this season. It's about the number. I'm not going to lie. It's about a good team at a number that I like. The Chiefs should be the comfortable favorites in this. They absolutely deserve that status. But like you guys said, I'm just not going to tie up future resources in a plus 450 bet in September. So that's what leads me to the Bills. It's as much or even more so about the number uh, as it is the actual team itself. Although I do like these Buffalo Bills quite a bit. I want to talk about something else relating to the Bills a little bit later in the show. But uh, no surprise that we're going generally chalk at Super Bowl picks. 
where you're going to most likely find those winners. So Chiefs, Packers, 49ers, Bills, all recommendations that we can make here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's dig down into the divisions, guys. And uh, Vic, we're going to go to you first on this one. Uh, We all have a couple that we've talked about that we've beaten back and forth with one another. So I'm just going to lay it out open-ended, Vic. Your favorite division bet. Let me say... This doesn't necessarily need to be a winner. We're just talking about bets within divisions. You can pick a team to come in last. You can pick a team to come in second. Whatever you want. Of course, you could pick the winner, but just your favorite division-related bet. What do you got here, Vic? I'll go with the Saints. I think the Saints are a good value. They're plus 325 to win the NFC South. I mentioned the Bucs. I'm not sure the Bucs are going to be really focused on their regular season wins this year. They're probably going to be thinking more long-term as far as playoffs and maintenance. I think the Saints... um, the offense will be great, I think, even despite the injuries, despite losing Drew Brees. I think they have enough tools there. I like the defense a lot. Obviously, the schedule now with the not being at home for the first month of the year is definitely a wrinkle I hadn't envisioned. But um, I like those odds, 3-1 to one to win the division. Um, that's my favorite one so far, I think. I also like the Broncos finish last in the AFC West, plus 350. Can you follow up on that for us? You're uh, obviously, as our Vegas Raiders beat writer, very close to this AFC West division. What have you uh, seen in the Broncos this summer that has you thinking they may be coming last year? Well, there's a lot of hype. I, I'm not sure why. I get the defense is a little better, but uh, Vic Fancher is one of the worst game that coaches I've seen in, in my days doing this. I think uh, kind of a crapshoot those three teams. I think the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos are on the same boat. But maybe I think the Broncos be the worst of those three. So I'm getting three and a half times you know, the money on them finishing last in a very tough division. So, I, I mean, I'm not a big Teddy Bridgewater guy. He beat out Drew Luck, a big whoop-de-woo. That wasn't, too, that wasn't, wasn't very hard to do, I can't imagine. So uh, I just don't quite see it. I know they're getting a lot of hype. But people think uh, – people thought Aaron Rodgers didn't go there. I think they may have uh, forgotten he didn't go there, and so they didn't take their bets back. But they're getting a lot, a lot of hype from finishing second in that division. I don't quite get why. Yeah, it's, uh, they have the third best odds to win the division. Chiefs, obviously, overwhelming favorites at minus 275. The Chargers are at plus 450. The Broncos are at plus 700. It's the Raiders at minus 250 who are favored to be last place in the AFC West. And while I would maybe pick that if I were just picking the straight order, I'm on the same page as you. That minus 250 for the Raiders and plus 350 for the Broncos feels like a little bit larger of a spread than these teams should have between them. Zach, put it to you the same way. Your favorite division best on the board at BetMGM. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I trust Vic's expertise there, but from my own eyes, I think the Browns have the best roster in the AFC North, and I can't believe the price is plus 150. So I have all the respect in the world for the Ravens, and I know the Ravens uh, in many areas are better than the Browns and are good enough to make a real run, but they did lose J.K. Dobbins. They do have some questions to me still defensively, and I think when you look at the Browns, finally getting some continuity, uh, really for everybody, but specifically for their quarterback, you know, spending major resources to fix that defense. I, I think looking at plus 150, that is a price that many months ago jumped out and I still can't believe is available. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a bet that I've actually already made. I do think the Browns have the best roster in the AFC North as well. And, you know, you look at the Ravens team, it's not just – you look at their offense especially, it's not just – J.K. Dobbins going down, right? They have a ton of questions in their receiver room right now. And really, you can count on Lamar Jackson, 
Gus Edwards, but he's not the player that J.K. Dobbins is. They once again are going to get virtually nothing from their backs as pass catchers. Mark Andrews, and, and I'm not sure what else they can rely on at the uh, on their offense. Now, Lamar Jackson is a hell of a thing to be able to rely on, and so they're still going to be a very good team. I just think that top to bottom, the Browns have a stronger roster. So I like that Browns pick a lot. I'm going to go over to the NFC West. I think most of us would say the most challenging division in the NFL, and I find the Seattle Seahawks at plus 275 to win this division, the third best odds. You've got the Rams and 49ers both sitting at plus 190, the Seahawks at plus 275. This, once again, comes down to the number for me. I think the Rams and the 49ers deserve to be favored over them. I think especially the Rams. I think the 49ers maybe should be a little bit closer to the Seahawks, but I'm not going to fight against the 49ers having shorter odds to win this division than Seattle. I'm just going to go to a piece of logic that failed me last year, but I'm going back to the well anyways. You have the guy who I think all of us would agree is the best quarterback in this division in Russell Wilson with the third best odds to win the division. And I just think when you have someone who is the best quarterback in a division, that that's a path that you could very comfortably follow when you're getting the third best odds also to win the division. Here's not very many uh, divisions that have its third best quarterback with its team, the third best odds to win it. So that's really what leads me here. It's Russell Wilson plus the number at plus 275. It feels just like a nice bet, good odds to get backing the best quarterback in the division to win it. I want to stick in this division because, Vic, you're going back to the 49ers well at plus 190. Obviously, no qualms about taking a favorite in a very comfortable or in a very uh, tough division with one through four. I think you can make playoff cases for all four of these teams. Yeah, it's definitely a very tough division. Uh, I think they'll I look at it, I'm thinking the Rams. I think they're a little overvalued. I think I'm not sure that the offense will be as good as it was last year. Uh, the Seahawks, I think there's some festering stuff with the whole Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll thing. I'm not sure that's going to be uh, hunky-dory all the year this year. So, uh, to me, I just think as far as the best roster, the best um, I guess head of steam going into the season, I, I like the Niners. Uh, over. Again, it's a very tough division. I, I concede that. But I, think, I like, like them better, better than the other two teams. Uh, Zach, I want to go to you on this too. Let's get out of our uh, straight division picks because looking at win over-unders and looking at some of the more off-the-board bets, I see that you are an Arizona Cardinals fan. Um, You think that this is a team that can certainly make a move. I remember last week's show, you had Kyler as an MVP pick at plus 2,500. So make the Cardinals case for us as we're talking about the NFC West. Yeah, I agree that it's a fascinating division. I I think Kyler is only going to get better. And before he Mm -hmm. got hurt last year, he was really playing well. So... You know, it's kind of all in, right? They went and got older guys, J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. Um, I, I know there's some questions in the secondary, but I think all four of these teams are good enough. I think they all have some flaws. And I just think yeah. with, with Kyler Murray, you know, I don't think Chase Edmonds is is that much of a drop-off. I, I really don't. You know, they still have Hopkins, right? They added mm-hmm. Rondale Moore, one of my favorite rookies. So yes, um, in, in this division where I think you might have to win some 45-42 games, I think the Cardinals are built to do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, huge Russell Wilson fan. think that Stafford is, is really found a nice fit with the Rams, but I cannot get away, you're right, from the Cardinals in any, t- any kind of these exercises. Vic, last year, you know, it was just you and me, and so you balanced, yeah. out, you balanced out my Big Ten love. Uh, but now I've got Zach here. And I'm so, anyway, like, yeah, Rondale Moore, it's like, yes, Rondale Moore. Everyone saw what he did at Purdue, right? I mean, I, I loved that addition for this Arizona offense. So you're going to be you're going to have to be fighting back I think Vic a little bit against some uh, some Big 10 love on the show this season. Uh, let me throw one more division out there. Um 
Gosh, I've got a few that I like. I will actually, though, go to uh, the NFC South and the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think that's an ascending roster, and I really have a lot of confidence in Matt Rule and Joe Brady. And so I think that we could see a vastly improved offense this season. I know that Sam Darnold was very challenged during his time in New York, but it's a different media market. I think that will help him, and it's a much different team around him, much better roster than he had around him at any point during his time with the Jets. You get a fully healthy Christian McCaffrey back for that team this season, and I think maybe a softer NFC South than we are used to seeing. Uh, You've got the Buccaneers coming off the Super Bowl. You've got the Saints and their quarterback questions. You've got a Falcons team that you know has some nice pieces, but is clearly in a rebuilding mode, and Arthur Smith's hiring isn't going to necessarily change that. So I think that getting the Panthers at plus 450 to finish at second in the NFC South, decent odds. Again, very strongly about the number here. I love the number at plus 450. It feels like one where you're getting a little bit better of a price than what this team uh, actually has or what this team doesn't necessarily have from what they had a season ago. So I feel comfortable getting in on that Panthers bandwagon, plus 450 on BetMGM to finish second in the NFC South. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Get to some win totals, you guys. We could really do this all day. I mean, there are more division picks that we have, and that's just something we're going to have to fight against on this show because a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. But win total over-unders, and one thing that I love at BetMGM is that you can play with any sort of win total you want. You don't necessarily have to come in at the even odds number that was out there since, what, April or May. You can play around. If you want to say that the Texans are going to lose uh, 15 games, you can take under Two and a half wins for the Texans this season. If you think that the Chiefs are going to go 16 and one, you can take over 15 and a half wins. You can do it for every team, every number. So we got a lot of different things, not just the straight number. Uh, Zach, and go to you first here. Um, your favorite bet as a win total over under for this season? Yeah, it's probably the Chargers, um, the Cardinals. I, I believe it's only minus 105 to have a winning record. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that there, but. In terms of, like you mentioned, there are a ton of options. And one that I, I liked at plus 125 was the Jets, uh, under five and a half. I think Zach Wilson has a chance down the road, but they lose their top pass rusher. They have a new coach. They have a rookie quarterback whose toughest game last year was against Coastal Carolina. Now he's playing, <laughs> you know, in New York, right? The receiving core, just okay. Who's their running back? I don't know. Um, I, I believe in the Jets long term. You know, I think Joe Douglas will do a good job. I think Zach Wilson, if he, you know, avoid some of the things that happened to Darnold in his first couple of years has a real chance to be a good player in this league, but I could see this first season going off the rails quickly and to see the jets be five and 12 and know that I could get or five and yeah, five and 12. Gosh, we're, we're all getting used to this and know that That's I could awful. get plus money on that. Um, that is one that really jumped off the page to me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I could, I could see it for sure. The, that division, I'm just not sure what sort of, you know, how real was Miami's 10 win season last year. I personally think it was real, but 
there's a world there's a world where I'm wrong about that. The Patriots, how much do they bounce back with a rookie quarterback of their own? I could see the Jets, you know, sort of clawing their way to three wins in the division, and that's what has me wary about a lot of the things that are going on in the AFC East that don't involve the Bills. But uh, Jets under five and a half plus one twenty five, uh, one of our recommendations here. Vic, lay it out to you. Your favorite win total over under of the season. I'm going with uh, Washington under eight and a half uh, plus one ten. Uh, I love Fitzmagic, but I don't want to bet on Fitzmagic. I think uh, <laughs> he usually has you know up and down uh, thing to his career. I think they look at them. Also, they have a first place schedule this year, so they play some really tough games. I think they have the Bills, uh, also the Bucks. I think also the Chiefs maybe. So I think they're really tough schedule. I'm not sold on uh, the coaching staff or the defense either. I know they got some young pieces in place, but I think last year they may have overachieved a little bit. So. Um, I think eight and a half is a big ask, so I think I'm going the other way. Uh, NFC East and AFC West matching up this season, so that's a pretty tough one for sure for really every team in this division right off the bat. Washington gets the Chargers in week one. They do get that Bills matchup. That's in week three. They also face the NFC South, so not necessarily the easiest schedule here, but uh, is it about, I mean, do you think this is a a way under or a team that can still be at that 500-ish level with what they bring on the defensive side of the ball? No, I think they probably finished, what, uh, six and 11. So I think there's a good cushion for me there. And if they go seven or eight, I still win the bet. So I think they're not, they're not terrible. There's definitely far worse teams. In fact, like mm-hmm. the other ones I liked were, I uh, get the Eagles, Lions, and Texans all under. I think they're, uh, pretty bad rosters with really possibly horrific first year coaches. So I think those are probably almost, uh, I like those almost as much as like the, uh, the Washington bet. But, um, so I think Washington's not terrible, but definitely mm-hmm. I think that's a eight and a half is a big number for me at I- least. I'm going to keep it negative, you guys. I'm going to go to an under as well for one of my favorites. Uh, One of my favorite division picks, and another one that I already have on the board, is the Steelers to come in last in the AFC North. That's plus 550. Now, that inherently puts some faith in the Bengals. And so, while I do have faith in that offense, I'm not so sure what to expect from that defense. So, if I'm going to do Steelers to come in last in the AFC North... Let's also just be right about the Steelers being bad. And you can get to the Steelers on BetMGM under 7.5. A 7-10 and 10 record will get you plus 135 on your money. And I think there's some real bottom-dropping-out risk in that offense. Ben Roethlisberger pushing 40 years old. An offensive line that was terrible last season and could conceivably be worse this season. They had to get the ball out, out, out very quickly. And I think they made the most of that generally. But you've got guys like... Chase Claypool, who is at his best when he's stretching the field. Deontay Johnson can do a little bit of everything, but you're not making the most from him if you are having an offense that is getting the ball out quickly. The only receiver you're really making the most of is Juju Smith-Schuster. And so I think while those three guys are very dangerous, and you can make an argument that they're one of the two or three best trios in the NFL, that that team doesn't make the best use of what they all bring to the table and the way that those three guys could work together. I just think there's a lot of risk on that offense. I believe it's going to be a good defense, but their defense isn't going to be the one that carries them to an 8 or a 9 or a 10-win season. They need a lot out of the offense to be there. Would anyone be surprised if they go 0-4 against the Ravens and Browns? I sure wouldn't. Those are the two best teams in this division by far. So, I mean, let's just say they go 0-4 in those games, split with the Bengals, and you're already looking at 1-5 and before you get into the rest of their schedule. Again, I think the bottom could significantly fall out of that offense with Ben's age and with the issues on the offensive line. 
So under seven and a half Steelers for me, getting plus money on that. It's something that I like quite a bit. Zach, I'm going to go back to you. Again, you are very close to the AFC North. Give me a take on that, and then also another win total over under that you're looking at this season. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible the Steelers would go 0-4 against those teams, you know, based on based on talent. Uh, those are technically, you know, historically those are brawls. Those are highly contested right. games. The reason they, the one, the other one is plus 550 is because the Steelers' offensive line is shaky and the Bengals' offensive line is just horrendous. It's like they're trying to get Joe <laughs> yes. killed back there. So, you know, I, I like Joe Burrow and I like the receivers that they have there. I, I even like Joe Mixon a little bit. But mm-hmm. I just with that offensive line and that defense, I just struggle to see a scenario you know, minus the Browns or Ravens losing their quarterback in which mm-hmm. the Bengals don't bring up the rear of this division again. Yeah, it's, it's a fair point for sure. And that's why if I'm going to make the Steelers bet that counts on the Bengals being at least competent, sure. I also want to get in on just being right on the Steelers being bad, which is why I find my way to their uh, under seven and a half. Vic, another win total over under that you're taking a look at this season. What do you got here? I mentioned those three unders, like the Eagles, Lions, and Texans. I think they're all going to be terrible. I think the Texans are under three and a half. I don't know how they win four games. I mean, maybe I'm missing something looking at that <laughs> roster and what they've done there this last offseason. But to me, just having Deshaun Watson around, like he'll be, what, inactive every week, it's that's kind of wearing on the other guys. And the team, like, well, what are we doing here? I mean, at some point, I think if they got to a bad start, it could really snowball. So, um, yeah, I think those three teams are going to be really, really bad. So I like all three of those unders. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's a very dangerous spot. The place I would push back on there is mostly with the Lions. I just think that there's some competence to that team um, on the the offensive line. That's really the one place that they've invested a lot of resources. So I think that offense could be a little bit better than it's getting credit for. And Anthony Lynn, for all his failings uh, with the Chargers, is a guy who can still you know design a pretty good offense. So I do think that uh, we could see a better offensive performance from the Lions than a lot of us are expecting. It is a brutal schedule for the NFC North, which has me a little bit concerned about my Packers over 11 and a half, but at plus 160, as Zach has beaten the drum for the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, I think that team, even with the brutal NFC North schedule, uh, can get to 12 wins. And then I love the Bills going over 11 and a half as well. The big bully in the AFC East, there is no question about that. Plus 120 for them to go over 11 and a half. I think they relatively comfortably get to that 12 win number. I think a 6-0 and season or 5-1 and season at worst in the division is pretty much right there for the taking for the Buffalo Bills. Let's get to some fun playoff picks, you guys. Teams we like and don't like to make the playoffs. We've all got some yeses, some noes, so let's do this. Vic, you go first here. Give me one of the teams that you are betting to, yes, make the playoffs. I'll go with the Cowboys. Uh, I got the minus 125. I mentioned I'm not big on the Washington football team. I think the Eagles probably might be terrible. So the Giants, who knows? I think they they overachieved last year. Saquon Barkley, I I think he'll be ready at some point. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure about that offense. So I just think the Cowboys have a pretty, almost an easy way uh, to go. (laughs) But um, I think it's a nice road for them. Minus 125 is not too big a price either. Yeah, it's definitely not too big a price. And I mean, if you are, so you're fading, you're fading the, um, the Washington football team. Obviously no one really likes the Giants or the Eagles. Cowboys plus 135 to win the division. I mean, that seems like a bet that's in your wheelhouse as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I like all, I like the Cowboys season total. I think it was nine and a half. So yeah, I think the Cowboys could be a play I make a lot this year. 
Yeah, a team that is definitely uh, looking like a bounce-back group, and if that defense can just get to league average level, I mean, a brutal defense last year, and that's why they were so bad those first five games before Dak broke his ankle. You get back to league average, Micah Parsons is a great get for them in the draft. Definitely someone who, uh, or it's a team that could uh, find their way back to a 10-win season relatively easily. Zach, we're going to come to you for a no. Give us a team that you are betting will not make the playoffs this season. Uh, and following Vic from the start, I, I like Denver Broncos, no, minus 165. And that's a lot to lay, but it's really not that much. Uh, any team in today's game that has a quarterback question and a shaky game management coach I'm worried about, I look around, I think their division is loaded. I see road game in Cleveland, road game in Pittsburgh, road game in Dallas. I just don't see Denver getting to 10 or 11 wins. Last year, that's what it took. Uh, a 10-win Miami team in the AFC did not make the playoffs last year, and I don't see Denver getting to double-digit wins. So minus 165, you know, frankly, I was expecting to pay over 200 for that. That's one that jumps off to me. Yeah, I think that, that that's a, a great way to follow this. And even in a seven-playoff seven, uh, team scenario like we had last year, you do feel like you're going to need 10 wins, and it's hard to see the Broncos getting their way to that. I'm going to take myself to a yes, and I just said it with the Packers. The NFC North is a very, very tough schedule this season. You have uh, matchups with uh, some really strong teams across the board, some really strong divisions. You get the NFC West. That is obviously very tough and could determine some wildcard teams. But the Bears managed to go 8-8. Eight and eight the last two years with arguably the worst quarterback play in the league in those two years. And Mitch Trubisky was maybe a little bit better than he gets credit for, but the Bears were constantly put behind by their quarterback play. And they still went 8-8 eight and eight both of those seasons. Last year, a default playoff team, but a playoff team nonetheless. And so this year, you're going to have Justin Fields sooner rather than later. That is going to represent a massive quarterback upgrade from what they've had these last two seasons. And the rest of that roster pretty strong. It's still a very good defense. You still have the principles of that defense from a couple of years ago in which Matt Nagy won coach of the year. You still have all the key guys except for Kyle Fuller from that group on this team. This is a team that did not have Eddie Goldman a year ago. He opted out because of COVID. He is back and he is really the anchor of that team's run defense. So you get him back and that was where this team struggled last year defensively. They were great through the air, but they really struggled against the run. Eddie Goldman changes the whole calculus for that defense in the middle of that defensive line. So now I look at the Bears plus 225 to make the playoffs. And if they could go 8-8 eight and eight back-to-back years with a combination of Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel one year, Mitch Trubisky and uh, um, Nick Foles another year, I do think we could be looking at a 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven season for the Bears. And I think 9-8 and eight in the NFC side of things, maybe that's enough. With the way the NFC West teams beat up each other, with the fact that the NFC East you don't necessarily feel like is going to challenge for a wild-card spot uh, unless you really buy Washington and Dallas I think that the Bears could get in at 9-8, and eight, and certainly 10-7 and seven would do the trick. Again, it comes down to the number, plus 225 on BetMGM. I think the Bears can get to that. Vic, you gave us a yes for your first one. How about a no for your second one? Who's not making the playoffs this season? I'm going no on the Miami Dolphins, uh, minus 145. 
Uh, we talk a lot about quarterbacks in the show. I'm not a Tua guy. I think um, all these whispers you hear now about they want Deshaun Watson or not, who knows, but they can't trade for a guy with 22 pending cases. But anyway, regardless, uh, Fitzmagic's gone. I think Fitzmagic mentioned like he thought like, last year was his team. That was surprising mm-hmm. how they kind of pulled it from him last year the way they did. So that may be some lingering effects from Tua's struggles this year and Fitzmagic's not around. So I think they, again, I think Brian Flores is a good coach. Uh, last year, he looked like he was a great coach. Can you do that again? I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, I think there's a pretty you know, tough tough schedule, tough division. So I'm going no at minus 145. I have a feeling you and I are going to be doing some head-to-head Miami stuff this season, Vic, because I am buying back in on that team a little bit. I just think a lot of things were lined up against Tua last season, but we can save that for our week one show. Zach, you went negative first. Give us a positive. I know you like the Chargers. We've already heard that from you. So how about a non-Chargers yes that you've got to go to the playoffs? Yeah, I think the Chargers is a small plus money. I can't believe it. To go a little bigger, I'll go to the uh, NFC, a team you mentioned earlier, Michael, Carolina. Um, I I think Sam Darnold can't help but be better. I think Mm -hmm. that rule in his second year in the NFL, Joe Brady, his second year in the NFL, I think they'll be better. They've made some fixes at the defense. Enough fixes? I don't know. Uh, But I do think, you know, that that Sam Darnold – will bring athleticism, will bring just just energy, right? Excited about playing football again. And with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, the Saints being down, in my opinion, I think this team can make the playoffs. I mean, another thing that you think about this offense, again, Sam Darnold was bad with the Jets. You can you can Jetsify it as much as you want. You can say Adam Gase. You can say that the weapons just weren't there. But Sam Darnold had a large hand in the Jets being as bad as they've been the last couple of seasons. You can't just dismiss his role in that. But... Last year, this Carolina team, as good as DJ Moore was, as good as Robbie Anderson was, as good as Curtis Samuel was, you had 15 passing touchdowns from Teddy Bridgewater. That feels almost impossible when you had the production out of Moore, Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. Obviously, Curtis Samuel now off to Washington, but there's going to be more big plays in this offense. Whether that necessarily comes back to the offense's overall net benefit, that remains to be seen. But Teddy's just not going to make those big plays. And I think that comes back to what you guys have said about Denver. And maybe we don't get the full use of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and KJ Hamler, guys who can really make things happen. Maybe we don't see their best selves because their quarterback is just not that challenge down the field sort of player. Sam Darnold can be that. We saw that with Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson previously during their time in New York together. I think we get that in Carolina. And this does feel like the sort of team that we can buy on if the Saints are down and if the Falcons remain down. Someone can step into that vacuum and go 9-8 and eight in the NFC South. And again, I think 9-8 and eight might get the job done in the NFC. I will go with one miss. I'm just, I'm, I'm afraid of the Colts, you guys. Just everything that's been going on with that team. Carson Wentz, First, the foot injury is 5 to 12 weeks. Then he's maybe ready for week one, but then he's in COVID protocol. Uh, Quentin Nelson with his foot injury, and he should be ready for week one. But obviously, a guy like that coming into the season banged up, who they really depend on, that scares me. T.Y. Hilton now is going to miss significant chunks of the season. Frank Reich is already out here saying it's not a season ender, and that's great. But the fact that we're talking about a season ender in September is not good. I know the defense is great, but let's look back at the recent history of teams that have dominated on defense. You go back to the Jacksonville Jaguars just a few years ago. They go to the AFC Championship game. The next season, they fall totally off the map. The Bears go 12-4. and Matt Nagy wins a, a uh, coach of the year. The next year, they go 8-8 eight and, eight and miss the playoffs. Uh, you go to the San Francisco 49ers. They go to the Super Bowl. They're looking like a team that's going to be built for the future. And then what happens? They missed the playoffs last year. Injuries played a big part, but it all comes back to the fact that it is very hard to win consistently on defense. 
in the NFL. You need a little bit more out of your offense, and I'm not sure I trust anyone on this offense outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, and if the quarterback isn't getting the job done, it doesn't matter how good Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman are. So it's just plus 100. I'm not getting huge money on it, but I do think that there is a lot of risk tied to this Colts offense that is not being acknowledged by that number. So that is where I will go negative. Give me the Colts to miss the playoffs at plus 100 on BetMGM. All right, guys, let's put a bow on the show with uh, some exotic bets, some things that are a little bit off the beaten path. You're going to have to dig around a little bit on BetMGM to find these ones. But if you find them, you like them. Uh, Zach, let's go to you first. Any sort of pick that you like here in the exotic region? Yeah, so the problem with this is I started getting too wild and calculating these. So I tried <laughs> to simplify it a little bit. And that was to say that I like Arizona to you know, have a good year, sneak in the playoffs, right? So instead of just over the win total, right around even money or whatever – there was a couple bets that really stood out. Uh, Arizona to lose in the wild card round plus 375. Arizona to lose in the divisional round plus 800. So if I think the Cardinals are good enough to get there, but not good enough to really get there, which is where mm-hmm. I am, um, you know, you can take a small bet and spice it up that way. And so I can root for the Cardinals uh, until the second week of January and then root against them. Nice. <laughs> you you could pair those together, and you and if that happens, you know, they Absolutely. lose in the wild card, they lose in the divisional. You're profiting no matter what, even though you're going to lose one of those two bets. If you have both of those bets going, losing the wild card round plus three seventy five, losing the divisional round plus eight hundred, you're ultimately coming out ahead regardless of which one hits, so long as the unit number is exactly the same. Of course, my favorite one here. Uh, is the Giants to lose the most games in the NFL. I think this is a really, really bad team. I think this is a bad, bad offensive line playing in front of a bad quarterback. And I think that there is a huge blow-up risk with that offense. Giants are plus 2,000 to have the most losses in the NFL. They're not on the Texans' level. They're not on the Lions' level. And I think they should be a whole lot closer to those teams than the teams that they are with at 20-1 to odds. So I am definitely laying some money on the Giants to lose the most games 20 to 1. Again, there's just really not a whole lot to like on this team outside of some of the skill players who can't do everything on their own. So give me the Giants. Most losses plus 2,000. Vic, another one that you like here, something a little bit off the beaten path. I mentioned the Niners earlier. I think they're, uh, I saw their to go 6 and 0. They start off 6 and 0. It's 18 to 1. So I look at their schedule. They're going to be favored in all six of those games. They're at Detroit. At Philadelphia, that's two easy wins. And the two tough ones are at home against the Packers and, and Seahawks. And they're at Arizona and, and the home against the Colts. So I think there's a real good chance to win all six. Though. I mentioned the running game. I'm a big fan of their defense. Uh, so I like that one a lot. Yeah, plus 1,800. Those are some of the fun ones. I started digging into into those as well. And I, started, of course, was looking at that with the Giants. And that's what led me to this. I was just looking at game after game after game after game where they were going to be underdogs. And you know, it's just going to be the case for some of these bad teams this season. I'll throw one more out there on the Buffalo Bills. Most wins plus 700. Most points plus 1,000. I think those are both absolutely in play for this team. Brian Dable is going to let Josh Allen throw, 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 throw. This team's going to rack up the points, and I think that could lead to not only 
them being the most prolific offense in the NFL, but a 13 and 4, 14 and 3, 15 and 2 sort of record that would have them winning the most games in the NFL too. So it's a lot of fun stuff that we can look at and a lot of fun stuff that we have looked at. Go check out BetMGM, our betting partner here. They've got all these things on offer for you and you've got about a week left before you need to get your futures in. So go ahead, do it and follow along with us all season long here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode and for this week. The three of us are back with you next Friday and guys, That's when the rubber really hits the road. That's when we start getting into the meat of the show. We're going to be talking all 16. I guess, let me amend that, 15, because by the time we sit down to talk Thursday night, we'll have been over. But 15 of the 16 week one games, we're going to give you, all three of us, a play for all 15 of those. So 45 bets coming your way next week. We can't wait. (laughs) We hope you're excited, too. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you then.